But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be children of God. Today we discuss the identity of a disciple of Jesus. Welcome to the 3D Disciples podcast, where we're working together to develop disciples who display God's love as we deploy into God's world. Join us on this journey by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. I'm your host, Hannah, and alongside us is the pastor of FBC Clarion, Jason Hunter. May Jesus help us climb to new heights. You didn't get to preach on this topic. Uh, Scott did. I think you were away. And he did a phenomenal job. So I'm just going to read a convicting statement that he said during his sermon. And we'll discuss after. Some of us are quick to anger. Okay, that's the way we are identified. But when we take that to Jesus, that's not okay anymore. Because Jesus is not quick to anger. So we have to go, okay, is this my identity or the identity of Jesus? We have to submit our identity to the identity of Jesus. So if you want to continue living by your own identity, fine. But don't go saying, I live in Christ, because you're not in Christ. You're in yourself. That's good. It, yeah. That is good. It is very convicting. And I kind of feel like this whole manual is constantly trying to teach us self-denial, hence probably why it's one of the big three. And I'm starting to see like how all of these other, I'm going to call them mountains, all these developing steps, are bringing us back to like this self-denial peak about how we just kind of have to lay down our identity and and be more like Jesus. So I don't know. I just thought that was good. Just wanted to say that, Scott. <laughs> um, so when we don't dwell on God and meditate on the things that God enjoys, it should bring us peace. But when we dwell on the things of this world, it will bring us turmoil. That was another thing he kind of discussed. So um, can you provide us like practical what ways not to dwell on things of this world? Um, well, I think one of the things that that help us or should help us um, is focusing on things of this world is really an attitude problem. It's really a perspective problem, mm -hmm. right? And so when we're captivated by things of the world, we're thinking very small. And so there's a lot of instructions in the Bible to like um, to consider yourself as aliens. This isn't the world in which you belong, mm -hmm. that you're traveling, you're foreigners. Um, and so one of the things that I think is really important for us to do is evaluate the things that we're concentrating on as how they affect eternity. Mm -hmm. And so as mm -hmm. people who, one, believe in eternity, and two, are living for eternity, you know, our identity, and, and, and again, going back to identity, you know, we are citizens of heaven. That is our identity. This isn't our home. Mm -hmm. And so thinking about, and so we, we get too caught up living in a world where we're not going to stay and, and identifying ourselves in that world instead of identifying yeah. ourselves as citizens of heaven, as children of God, yeah. as saints, you know, that these are the identities believers have. Yeah. And so when you start recognizing, oh, I'm a saint, a citizen of heaven, and a child of God, do focus on those things, mm -hmm. you know, use that as your criteria for this is who I am, this is what matters, and this is what I'm living for, yeah. you know, and so that kind of helps get your your eyes off of this world, because that's, yeah. you know, 
hopefully that like helps us. My mind was going like to scenarios where you know your finances are tight or someone in your family is really really ill and they need your help and there's like all these physical needs that we just like can't ignore that need met. So I guess like in those scenarios how how do we focus on God instead of the world? Because you still have things in this world that just have to be done. You know what I mean? Yeah, but even in in doing in doing those and, and realizing, like, sort of dealing with people with sickness. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do, but my hope isn't for them to get better necessarily. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like it, the reality is. It's uh, so I tell this funny story. So there was uh, like in my previous church, there was a a, a guy who who went to the hospital and he was like in his upper 80s, maybe early 90s. And so he was he went in the ICU. He got, you know, sick. His family called me in to come visit him and pray for him, Mm -hmm. you know. So I went and did it and I went and prayed and and he got better and he got out of the hospital. And a few months later, and you've seen the scenario, you know, as people Mm -hmm. get older. So a few months later, he was sick, went back in the hospital, called in, went and prayed, got better, you know. Three times, third time he went back in, and 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 his children who are now in their upper sixties or seventies, you know, I'm like, and they kept calling me and like, and I was like, y'all realize that at some point, either this prayer is not going to answer, you know, God's not going to answer our prayer and they're going to get better and come out of the hospital, mm. or he's going to answer the prayer, and he's going to outlive you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I think just remembering when we're doing those kind of things that yeah. our perspective is still. You know, so spiritual. Like, yeah. you know, this is, I'm glad to have people here, but again, this isn't where I want them to be forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want perpetual life in this world. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I want perpetual life in another world. And, and so, so almost like maybe when you're meeting their needs, if you know they're not saved, like kind of putting that in your mind too about when you're dealing, like helping them, like yeah. meeting our spiritual needs too, because this yeah. is like the living spirit spiritual chapter right and and really those moments were probably really good seasons of the soul mm-hmm. you know as as people are you know are you ready for what's next yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know yeah um because you know how sad is it that all your hope is just to keep getting better and live in this world forever Ooh, yeah i mean i definitely get in that mindset not personally but for other people yeah that's good. All right. Um, Romans 8, 9, which is something also Scott brought up and is also in the scripture coordinates, is you, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, since the spirit of God lives in you. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. This is kind of like a two-part question. Okay. So how do we know we have the spirit? I guess this isn't a question, but traditionally I was taught that baptism is how you receive the spirit. Um, well, I'm going to answer the second one first. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and that's a yes or no question. Okay. Um, the baptism, so it talks about when Christ comes, he's going to baptize you in the spirit. So it is baptism in the spirit. Okay. And that is the one that matters more than our physical baptism, the baptism by water. Okay. So, so receiving the Holy Spirit is, or, or gaining the Holy it's Spirit baptism. is, there okay. is a baptism in the spirit, okay. but that's a spiritual thing that God does. And we tend to believe, I tend to believe, and, and, and Baptist theology it generally is that that happens at the moment of conversion. Like when you get saved, the spirit is given to you in part to you. Now other, other denominations and other, other theologies teach that there's a second act that you get saved. And at some other point 
something happens and the spirit comes to you. Most of the time I would teach and believe that it happens at conversion. I would actually say it almost I have to be careful how I say this because we can get in all kinds of theological arguments. I thought this question would. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but like the spirit almost precedes your salvation. Mm-hmm. Like because it is the spirit that draws you to the Lord. It is yeah. the spirit that brings about conviction. So the spirit's yeah. working with you mm-hmm. um, before you're converted. And I don't want to say he's working in you just yet because, but he's definitely working with you. Mm-hmm. And at conversion, I think he moves in you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. you know, that that's almost a simultaneous event. Our public baptism, our physical baptism is really part of that is representing that this new thing, this thing has happened already because we always do baptism. We believe in believer baptism as an expression of a spiritual reality. Okay. So I, I would say most people are already baptized in the spirit before we ever baptize them in okay. the water. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I think that's how that works, or at least that's how we teach that works. Yeah. Again, this is part of the mystery of God yeah. that, that, you know, <laughs> I can't even explain to you how the spirit of God lives inside of you. So, <laughs> yeah. so when he gets there, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent, but those are kind yeah. of, that's our theology. Okay. And so we always want to hold our theology we want to hold it, yeah. but we want to hold it a little bit loosely and be honest. Like I'm doing the best I can to understand God, and yeah. I'm already kind of like that example you actually brought up this week about the elephant and everyone holding different parts of it and right. explaining it, but can't see the whole thing. So. Right. So that's yeah. that's kind of how we hold that. Um, what was the first part? How again? do we know we have the spirit uh, of Christ? Yeah. Um, kind of tricky too. I think. That's <laughs> yeah. well. That's tricky too. Um, I think. I think part of it's practice. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really um, think we have to learn. I think that's one of the development stages. It, 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 even in this idea of being spiritually alive, that you have to learn how to sense the Spirit, how to hear the Spirit. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's really a practice kind of thing. Um, we were just recently talking to a, a parent off air, and they were talking about their teenager, and their teenager was going through some decisions, mm-hmm. and, and, and they asked, you know, is this, this I have this gut feeling, mm-hmm. you know, in me, mm-hmm. and, and they asked, could that be the Spirit? And, well, yes, it could. And so, and, and, and I think the parent did a really good job of going, it may not necessarily be, but it could be you need to kind of pay attention to that. And as the, as this team develops, you know, they're like starting to get a sense of, oh, this is how the spirit speaks to me. This is what it feels like when he's communicating with me mm-hmm. and when I'm in touch with that. And, the, and, and so I always think it's, you know, really important. One of the things we need to do better is make sure we consciously entertain those ideas like mm-hmm. there's people all the time in church saying well i feel like i should do that i'm like you realize that's probably the spirit talking to you right and, <laughs> and so that they can recognize oh this isn't just a feeling this yeah. isn't just a some intuition i have this isn't just some randomness like that's probably the spirit talking right. to you recognize that so that you can learn because i think he almost kind of has a voice for mm-hmm. everybody that's unique. Mm. Like, so it's hard to say, like, okay, he's talking to you because he talks to you differently than he does to the Well, I, I, I assume he does. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, I know what your voice sounds like to me, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you what your voice sounds like to Ben. Mm-hmm. And, and they may sound different, mm-hmm. but because 
he may hear you differently because of whatever reason. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I, I think the spirit's probably similar that way. Yeah. And so I, I really think it comes with practice. I, and I think part of that comes with faith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has promised to be given to us. You know, the Bible over and over and over talks about the spirit indwelling you. So you've got to start off with, I know he's there. Mm-hmm. Now, how do I hear him? Mm-hmm. And what do I do? How do I recognize that? And do I, do I consciously entertain like, oh, that could be the spirit. And I think when you start to do that, as I practice that in my life, it's like, like I get to like, oh, it's like, like been prayer, preparing sermons. Mm-hmm. Like I, sometimes I work and work and there's just nothing coming together, nothing coming together. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I put something down on paper and like this wash of like, ah, that's it. And, yeah. I, and I, I know I have learned that that's the, like the, like the spirit going, that's what I want you to say. Yep. That's the way we want to go on this yeah. thing, you know? And I can, I just feel like this sense of like, all right. It just kind of like everything's it, aligned. Like, yeah. This you know, makes sense. And yeah. I can sense, but I can, I have a sensation within me. I yeah. have a, a thought, a, like I, I, I go from being tense to just being at, <sighs> <laughs> like now all yeah. I got to do is add illustrate illustrations and, and start building slideshows. I mean, like, it's yeah. like when I hit that spot, I'm like, it rolls. it's done. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. okay, now all I got to do is just add a the few. Same thing kind of happens when I'm preparing for the podcast too. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, so I, yeah. So, yeah. So I think uh, that happens Yeah. and, and you're learning to like, Oh, that's the, that's the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I think in the shepherds and wolves series that you did maybe about a year ago, Ooh, wow. we maybe back. longer, but, um, you, but we had talked about like, is this God's voice? And like some of the ways to do that would be like, does it line up with things that are in the Bible? Yep. Does it, when you seek other godly counsel, does it line up with what they're saying? I mean, so maybe, you know, check back in our video records and see if you can yeah, find well, that. Yeah, I think all those yeah. external tests are like, are yeah. confirming, yeah. you know. All right, another thing that I had picked up from this sermon um, from Scott is that if you live as a human in this age, you're either adopted by one of two entities. You're a part of one family or another family, the family of God or the family of Satan. And is this true, or is there somewhere in between? Uh, I think, biblically speaking, there's there's the, the is the Bible is very very bifurcated. Is that the word? <laughs> when you uh, say bifurcated, I think of. Never mind. I won't even. Yeah. Yes. Bifurcated it, does mean two ways. It's yes. divided into two. Yes. Right. Does. And, and yeah. the Bible is very much about that. I mean, really, from from the get go, mm-hmm. you're either child of God, you're child of Satan. You're mm-hmm. either, uh, you're either a goat, you're a sheep. You're either, I mean, yeah. you're either a saint or a pagan. I mean, it's, it's so just, hard to believe that about yourself. I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little mix of good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> well, but, again, so, so that goes back to the whole reason that we preached on identity Yeah. because your identity is not based upon your feelings, mm-hmm. which is hugely at debate in this world right now. This mm-hmm. is probably one of the most, relevant discussions we we have in the world Mm. but identity is is a fixed thing Mm. and it's not fluid it's not and it's not the it's not Mm self-determined really i mean it's not like oh i think i'm a little bit i feel yeah you may feel that way but that doesn't yeah that doesn't really change it just turned on a light bulb of me that something else scott said about like it's his gift to you so yeah it's not something you need to feel. It's something that he gave. Right. Yeah. And yeah. and he's and he has he's declared those things. You are 
you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you and are. And if God can create the world by just saying something, I think you can be what he says you are if he says that. So. Yeah, and so that's why finding your identity in something that's fixed and solid and unchangeable, that's what the immutability, the unchangeableness mm-hmm. of God is. That's See the security in that? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and not something that's as malleable as my emotions or my feelings or my, or my or my attitudes or my thoughts my, yeah. my thoughts change yeah. all the time you know mm-hmm. and and so finding like who i actually am is in something that is unchangeable in god and who he is and what he says mm-hmm. which doesn't change good and that, answer that, good answer that brings so much security <laughs> yeah that really does to me yeah right i don't have to to rely on anything external to determine that. Yeah. My job, like that, because that can change a hundred times in my life. Yeah. You know, that doesn't be bad if you weren't here. (laughs) That doesn't identify me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you kind of just did this, but is, how would you sum up identity? Is it being a saint? Is it being a clay pot? Is it being a slave? Is it being a temple for the Holy Spirit? How would you sum it up? I would say it's all of those things <laughs> yeah. because that's what the Bible says we are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and so what we have to realize is we're a whole lot more complex than we think we are. Mm-hmm. That, that our identity in Christ has all kinds of facets to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the, the clay pot idea is accepting my weakness. Like, is there, is there, am I fragile? Are there, are there things about me that, that reveal my weakness that show that I'm weak? My humanity, even, even being sick and some of those things. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but that's to show Christ in me, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, am Mm I, am I, am I a saint? Yeah. Most, most people identify themselves as sinners who are saved, but, Mm -hmm. but there's a conversion that takes place. And so, I, I encourage people. I, I worked with you know the the kids I worked with in the camps. They they were so identified. They so identified with their diagnosis, right? Mm. And so I, I would have literally I'd have you know teenage boys, fourteen, fifteen years old, who when they would come into our program, one of the requirements is every so often they had to write a one page document, you know, kind of like a news article of something they had done, you know, and it was like simple five paragraphs, you know, kind of simple, right. Introduction, three introduction, yeah. three bodies and a conclusion. Okay. And, and, and I, it, every one of them like, well, I'm ADHD. I can't do that. Um, you know, whatever their diagnosis was that, that was their self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, they, they identified as that, that determined what they were able to do and how they behave. And so they, and because Doctors had told them, this is, you know, you, you have this and you're this and you're, you have, you know, authority defiant syndrome or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what I am. Mm-hmm. And, and they, mm-hmm. and they tried to live up to those things. And so I actually believe if Christians would say, Hey, I'm a saint <laughs> mm-hmm. and they would identify in their brain and, and claim that identity, they would probably act more saintly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but when you say, well, I'm a sinner, mm-hmm. well, that's probably why I give in to sin so easy because that's my self-fulfilling prophecy of myself kind of idea that just mm-hmm. this is how I identify. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those are really important kind of things to grab a hold of. Yeah, is your identity. Wow. Yeah. Hopefully we can find that. <laughs> Not hopefully. Um, I think it's pretty, really way, very well laid out um, in Scott's. Scott Sermon, and hopefully in this discussion, if there were any more questions. Well, and one one final thought. I know. Yeah. Just one one out. other thing is is realizing identity 
is also representative. And so because we identify with Christ, we represent Christ. And, oh. and, so, yeah. and so it's really important that when we take on the identity of Christ, right, mm-hmm. that we recognize that how we live in this world represents that. And so the story that mm-hmm. I tell with that was my parents would always, every when I was a teenager and I'd be going out, every time I left the house, my parents looked at me and said, remember who you are. Mm-hmm. And what they were saying to me is, re- remember that when you go out into the world, you're representing us. You're Jason Hunter, <laughs> the son of Carl and Faye Hunter. Yeah. And so you're taking our identity with you mm-hmm. because you're identified with us. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I recognizing, and I think Paul says, you know, to, to, to live as Christ, mm-hmm. to, you know, as that we live as Christ in the world. That is our identity. And so making sure we're remembering who we are, yeah. <laughs> you know, as we live in this world, both because of it's who we are, but it's also who we represent. Mm-hmm. Like the whole critical part of being 3D. I mean, if your identity isn't in line with who Jesus is, then you being a 3D disciple, you might be a 3D of something else. Right. And so, so the second word yeah. is display. So what are we displaying? We're displaying the identity God, so. of Christ in the world. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Our prayer is that you've heard something today that will help you be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. We also want to encourage you to make sure you take your next step in your discipleship journey by considering what it is you would do about what you heard today and then go and do it. Finally, we want to invite you to join us at 1030 on Sundays either at our Main Street campus in downtown Clarion between Dunkin' Donuts and McDonald's or online at fbcclarion.com. God bless.